<laughs> I demolished like two thirds of my wine glass just chatting with you here for the last oh, 15 minutes. Nice. So if I'm going to do this episode proper, I should probably refill. I'll be right back. Wow, it's already been 15. Okay. All right. I'll be right there. Okay. Back. Back. Welcome to Predator Minute, the podcast that breaks down the 1987 action sci-fi classic, Predator, one minute at a time. I'm John Zabriskie. And I am Jeff Glover. And today we're talking Minute 60 of Predator. Happy Diamond Anniversary, Jeff. <laughs> 60th Anniversary? <laughs> yeah, wow. that's it, 60. That's a, it is a big moment. Uh, we're one hour exactly in. Yeah, wow. this is yeah the big mark, the big either halfway there if you're like a big budget Hollywood movie, or uh, if you know what you're doing with your movie, then you're two thirds of the way there, or a little yeah. bit less than two thirds of the way there. Hey, hey, Hollywood, let's keep everything to a nice firm like eighty-five minutes. Yep, that's movie geeks really prefer. Yep. If you want a two-hour cut, just put it in your director's cut, you know, on VHS and Betamax. Yeah. I want, you know, save that for the double VHS release. <laughs> right. <laughs> the, the triple laser disc where you have to flip the whole thing over. Right. That's that's fine. But for the rest of us, just give us a nice, nice trim 87 minutes. <laughs> oh, but this diamond minute of Predator opens with Billy saying... Blaine's body, it's gone. And it ends with Dutch looking up into the trees. Mm. Mm. We get more Billy here. We are way off on Billy's last line. Yeah, Billy just won't shut up now that he thought why I said his last line was a few minutes ago. He's like, F that. Here's here's a whole bunch of lines for you. He was like, I'm just talking every minute for the rest of this movie. <laughs> I don't remember that line being in there where he looks at the camera and flips me off and says, this one's for you, John. Like, That's a new one. This one's for you, John. <laughs> <laughs> You're all going to die. Gonna oh, no. Die. Oh, oh, what did I do? Yeah. So um, what's 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 happening here in our first twelve seconds, Jeff? Sure. Yeah. So this this minute is uh, broken up into two halves, somewhat lopsided. We've got the first twelve minutes here, um, and of course it carries over from last minute. <laughs> and uh, and um, Billy and Dutch are pointing their flashlights at the ground. Uh, we see the empty poncho that held Blaine's body. And as they look down, we just see like bloody leaves in the bloody mm. ground. Yeah. And um, Blaine's body is gone. Blaine's body is gone. And uh, so we get a little dialogue there. Billy's like, Blaine's body is gone. <laughs> and uh, Panchito and Dylan kind of catch up to them. Uh, and then Panchito gives us a little dialogue. Yeah. And so that, that kind of brings that first 12 seconds to a close. What, what do we, what do we see here? Like what, uh, it's, it's a very quick 10 seconds, but, uh, we, uh, we learn quite a bit really fast. Yeah. It's, uh, I feel like the story is taking a little bit of a, another genre shift here as, I don't feel like at this moment the team is in any danger. And so if this were to look like another genre, I'd have to call it like a murder mystery genre where they don't know how the predator took the body out when all that commotion was going on. So it's kind of like a who done it, kind of like a how done it, almost like a police procedural take right here. That's what I kind of took away. Like 
they the camera shoots down at the ground and we see the bloody leaves and then it comes back up and we get this like profile shot of Dutch and Panchito, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, we get that great little rack focus between Dylan and Poncho and Poncho looks at Dylan kind of at the camera. Dylan! And, Dylan! Uh, Dylan! <laughs> oh, Dylan and, looks at the camera and Dutch is kind of looking past Poncho at Dylan. Oh, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I meant Poncho looks at the camera and and then Dylan does look Dylan, at the camera. Dylan! Well, um, but we get that that dialogue where Poncho says, came in through the tripwires, took it right out from under our noses. Mm-hmm. And we learned that the body has disappeared, that while they were busy messing around with Mac and the pig, the, the Blaine's body... Mac. 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 Blaine's body is gone. Blaine's body is gone. Yeah. Um, yeah. And this whole like little just it's a very quick shot, but you're right. It has very uh, much the sensibilities of a police procedural. Like if you pause it, all three of these characters are kind of in profile. Mm-hmm. And as each one speaks, they kind of turn to the camera and the camera rack focuses on each of their faces as they rack. deliver their lines. Rack. Rack. <laughs> um, yeah. So you're right. We get a little, uh, I don't know. Things are amping up here, right? Like we're, mm-hmm. as I watched this minute over and over again, I just started to realize like, Oh wow. Like this is really the part of the film that everyone starts to, f- you can start to sense panic, right? Like mm-hmm. weird things happen like quickly, like minute after minute after minute, something crazy happens. We had the pig last minute and this minute Blaine's body disappears mm-hmm. and we're going to get more stuff in the next couple minutes. And uh, so like things start happening very quickly here. I was thinking, you know, like you do about this movie a lot all the time uh, <laughs> the other day. And I, I was thinking how that pig is kind of like a jump scare or like a cat scare in a movie where, the cat is never yeah. the real threat, but it's still like scaring you at first. And then what usually happens with one of those cat scares is like, then all of a sudden the bad guy drops in and like does the real killing or the real attack or the real scare. There's um, the real this, scare. You're right. The real yeah. scare. In this, ca- in this case, it was totally subverted. You have the cat scare and the pig jumping on Mac and Mac dispatches it pretty easily Mac. with about <laughs> Mac, Mac with uh, a bunch of that psycho stabbing. And mm. just just to recap what I mean by psycho is I'm not saying Mac is necessarily psychotic yet. He's, you know, trimming the verge there. But, I you know, it's an illusion. It's just so I'm not, you know, mocking people with mental right. disability or anything like right. that. Just to, yeah. as in the movie psycho. Right, as in the movie psycho, which if you listen to the minute, you'd understand. So, and this is subverting that by having the bad guy right after the cat scare just kind of sneak in and sneak out. It's uh, it's quite a, a turn that you as an audience are unlikely to uh, expect. You're not right. going to really have a, a killer in a slasher movie just like grab a dead body when it's being protected. Like what would be the point? Usually it drops in and the bad guy is trying to wreak more havoc. And in this case, it's wreaking more havoc, but more psychological havoc. Yeah. And I think in a lesser movie, they would have shown – the killer or the predator in this case coming in and taking that body away. Mm-hmm. But here, as in, you know, much of this film, like less is more, right? Mm-hmm. So they, they get distracted by the killing of the pig and they come back and they find that it's gone. And I, I feel like that omission, us not seeing what exactly happened just really adds to the dread, to the suspense, yeah. to the, the horror of the situation they find themselves in. Yeah. It's definitely, 
keeping in the 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 vein of not showing the predator like like you're you're mentioning they're not showing right. us they're not giving us any cheap looks they're just re- they're just revealing it piece by piece action by action really we know much more about the predator's actions than anything about his appearance at this point and so him taking this you have to be thinking what in the world why would he do that which is why <laughs> which is what Panchito is going to dive into in the next section you're here at this minute but mm. um did you have anything else for this minute or the night scene in general? I think what just to give you like a talking point is I always remember this night scene as being like a good chunk of the middle of the movie here. The whole the total in total when I counted up the scene at night, it's only two and a half minutes of the night scene and then it's daytime again. Yeah, you're right. It feels I th- it probably in your memory feels bigger because it's substantial, right? Mm-hmm. Like. A lot happens. You you have the monologue with Mac staring up at the moon, where you kind of learn he's starting to kind of lose his shit. Got a good show, Raymond. And mm-hmm. then you have the attack of the pig, and then we come back to the team, and then we've lost Blaine's body. So in the course of those two minutes, two and a half minutes, it moves the story along pretty quickly. So I, I would understand. It makes sense that it, it sticks out in your mind as being a bigger part of the film. But yeah, mm-hmm. it just moves right along because... By minute, or excuse me, second, 13, 14 of this minute, we are in the morning time and the fog is clearing from the jungle and we're back with the camp. Yeah. And how well do you think everybody slept after Blaine's body went missing? Do you think everybody just slept like Billy, basically with eyes open and hands on guns? I I would be willing to guess that nobody actually slept. Yeah. Right. Like that's one of those like, hmm, maybe you nap for 20 minutes at a time, but then snap awake out yeah. of fear. You know, ugh, terrible. Yeah, because and, and we know that the predator took the took a you know attack during Mac's first watch because Mac was assigned first watch, so they had the rest of the night uh, up till dusk to right, stir at night and just who knows what the the strategy was at that point. Because like you're saying, in the morning they're still in the camp, and at this point when we move on to the morning, we see a daytime wide shot of the jungle from afar, and we hear all sorts of great jungle noises from the animals just like yelling howler monkeys and stuff like that it's it's crazy i didn't i didn't look up what animal would be making those noises but it is like super loud and super scary i would say if you're in the jungle here and that all around you and we can't skip over that in this transition from night to the morning we get mm. drums drums please drums please drums please it's only like three or four seconds, but it, it kind of transitions us from the nighttime to the morning. So I had to just make sure we get that in there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's it's nice little transition to remind you that the, <laughs> the hunter has his own little musical accompaniment. And we're going to hear right. more of that here in this next section, too. Yeah. We get a very nice wide shot. The fog is kind of moving across the mm-hmm. jungle. We get a bunch of animal sounds sets the mood they're they're up it's the morning and then we quickly cut down to uh billy who's making his way down from a little it's another one of these scenes where someone moves into the frame from just some random spot <laughs> like and, hitting uh, a mark and like okay leave your mark now and he does that right, billy, exactly. billy is really good at this, in this movie. <laughs> and so billy kind of moves into his mark and has a seat and uh and then we get uh a bit of dialogue here from the team were you thinking uh is it Perhaps 
a dramatic dialogue read here? Is that what we have to yeah, do? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Right. Um, how do you how do you want to split it up? Because you have to be oh. Dutch. That's always a given. <laughs> have to be Dutch. Okay. So maybe I should be Billy and Dutch so that I'm not talking back to back. You're and talking back to back at the end. I would. Oh, you're right. I would at the very end. Yeah. Okay. Well, well let's I, not I spoil it. Let's, let's you just, Yeah. You could be Ponchito. I'll be Ponchito. Yeah. That boar had to set off the trip flare, Major. Because there ain't no other tracks. How could anyone get through this? Carry out Blaine without us knowing it? And why didn't he try and kill one of us? Came in to get the body. Just bodies. Just bodies. He's, <laughs> he's killing us one at a time. Like a hunter. Scene. Scene. I feel like my Dutch bled over into Billy there. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> it's it's hard. They're both just like deep voice kind of. No, I know. Yeah, a little bit <laughs> accented voices. One's like southern, <laughs> one's Austrian. I like, like my. I think my came in to get the body. I think that was pretty good. Yeah, that was good. That was good. He's, he's got that good body line. That body. Just bodies. Just, just bodies. bodies. Oh, and it, I meant to say, like, a, a couple, or last minute, when they're all looking down at Mac having killed the pig. Mac! Mac! Mac. Uh, I just had to throw Mac in there again. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but Dutch, right then, when he sees the pig, too, he says, what the? What the? He says that exact line, the what the? What the? Way back when, when he comes across a bloody Anna Anna after... Hawkins was killed in front of her. He has the exact same reading, though. What the? What the? What the? I thought that was a little interesting. Just, I wonder if he's going to keep that up every time he comes across some <laughs> some bloodied animal or person. What the? That's his line. That's his yeah. reaction. Yeah. What the? He's looking at his hand, has some blood. He's like, what the? What the? What the? What the? What the? All right. So, uh, what, what are you making of this exchange here? These guys are trying to work out what just happened. Right, mm-hmm. I, I I think well I'll get to, I'll get to this in a minute because we didn't talk about after the dialogue ends Dutch looks up into the jungle and we get that mm. you you called it a Spielbergian shot of his mm-hmm. face right I I feel like this whole little sequence the the dialogue the conversation we get followed by Dutch looking up into the jungle kind of brings us it it, it demonstrates to us that. Dutch has come all the way around Mm -hmm. to, excuse me, Dutch has come all the way around to believing that there's something otherworldly happening here. Mm -hmm. Like, I think that's what that shot is supposed to signify. You know, when when we get that shot of his eyes as he looks up at the jungle and the camera kind of like pulls away and does that funny like Spielberg zoom thing. Mm -hmm. Um, Like that to me signifies that he's, He's finally accepted what's really happening. And so I, I, I think this conversation is just a way to lead up to that. Um, but that was my, as I watched this over and over again, this section, that, that, that was my takeaway. I just felt like his character, this was the turning point. This is when he decided that, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to believe, I'm just going to accept that something supernatural is happening. I don't, I don't know if you took it that way, but that's that's how I read the scene. Yeah, I guess I could see what you're saying, and I would I would <clears throat> extend it to say that he's accepted it, and now he's just trying to think of a way to find the bad guy to to beat the bad guy at his game. He's trying to figure him out um, because next minute he's going to reference a theory he has about the bad you know the bad guy using the trees as his transportation, his way around their traps. 
Yeah. He's so he's accepting and now he's not he's not trying to rationalize it. He's just trying to find a way to beat this beat this adversary. So like I like your take there. Yeah, because he he looks straight up into the trees and, and so that makes sense. He's he's connecting the dots and realizing, oh wait, this thing, whatever it is, this thing is up above us all the mm-hmm. time. Yeah. Yeah. And he's 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 figuring out, you know, he came in to get the body. He's repeating it. Or did what did he say a couple minutes ago? Here he's saying he's killing us one at a time before he says it killed Hopper and now it wants us. So he's he's just further deducing he's he's making a huge leap here. He's saying not just he's that we're being killed, he's saying we're being killed one at a time. One and then Billy time. Billy says like a hunter. Like and a hunter. I, I you know, I it kinda makes sense to me to say that, but at the same time there are probably hunters out there who will kill multiple animals <laughs> when they come across them and they have the opportunity and the the means. You know? I, I, I think when he says like a hunter, I, I interpret that as kind of being like it's strategic. Mm. You know, like a hunter, it, by saying it's like a hunter, it means there's purpose behind his actions. Oh, okay, right. right. It's not like a, just a, a, a predator. I mean, I use the word predator, but I mean like a wild animal in the woods that just kills indiscriminately based on them being hungry and like mm-hmm. the first thing they see. Like a hunter would be careful and discerning and, uh, you know, very... Um, selective about when they fire their weapon and, and when and, and who they kill like a hunter so that that was my take on that line yeah well, that's a good point it's like like a hunter as opposed to maybe an enemy who is just right uh philosophically opposed to us and wants to kill us in our ways it's someone who's picking us off like a hunter would and um, like you're saying not based on survival needs and not based on needing to eat the soldiers that'd be a nice <laughs> gross cutaway Thanks for not doing that, uh, McTiernan. But <laughs> yeah, it's it's yeah a good point to make that distinction here. So yeah, good point. Yeah. Good, good job talking about it. And um, yeah. yeah, so Billy's making the observations. You know, he's such he's the good tracker of the group. He's fulfilling his role. And as I'm like writing the dialogue out week after week, and now I'm starting to further compile just the list of all the lines through the movie spoken by the team. Like Ponchito has just. I've noticed had a pattern just asking question after question after question. Jay? Uh, most hmm. of his lines in the last few minutes have simply been questions. Jay? Yeah. He he does have he has the occasional like quip like could you you think you could have found something bigger when he was talking to Mac but then the you know at the same time that's a question. Yeah, more and more you get to get the feeling that Ponchito's character, Poncho's character, is <laughs> sort of like a proxy for the audience, right? Mm-hmm. Like he's he's making the statements, asking the questions that we're all asking as audience members. Like, how did we hit nothing? How right. did you know why? How did they carry Blaine out without us knowing it? Um, mm-hmm. You know why? Why did they skin the bodies? You know these yes, are early on. I, that's that's the one I zoomed to when I was looking at the dialogue list right now. And he says the gorillas skin them. Why would they skin them? He's talking to himself. He's not talking to anybody, and because I don't think he's expecting uh, an answer. But most of his dialogue, I'm looking at it now. Most, uh, I would say, definitely more than half of his dialogue is questions in the last few lines. And he's talking to Anna, Anna, he's asking lots and lots of questions. So that's, that's good to yeah, give us a proxy. Like you're saying to try to figure out what's going on. Nobody's going to have answers. 
That's right. that's the that's the beauty of this kind of proxy and this kind of genre movie is that we're just, just become going to become more and more lost as as the team is. But it's a smart move, like as a as a scriptwriter, um, to put a character in there that is asking the same questions you might right mm-hmm. as as an audience member because it, it gives you justification for how you're feeling. It also lets you know that the story knows that you have these questions, right? Mm-hmm. That, that this is part of the process. Uh, if I'm explaining that, okay, I don't know uh, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, it totally makes sense. And I, I like how in this minute he's answered, his question is answered. Why didn't he try and kill one of us? <laughs> you know, Dutch gives right. us the factual answer. He came in to get the body. He's killing us one at a time. That's not going to, that's, that's the answer, but that's not going to make anybody feel any better. <laughs> right, <laughs> like, right. Oh crap. Like I'm just going to be, killed and taken away and you're never going to see me again that's that's like doom beyond doom that's despair body oh thanks a lot arnold awesome right right (laughs) it's like not it's not like oh maybe he rolled down the hill or something like that it's just (laughs) yeah we we, he slipped on his own little blood or whatever (laughs) but um what 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 else do you have for uh this Um, minute i i've i have a few other notes but i want to make sure you're yeah no i think I think I'm good there. I saw you had a few notes about music and uh, mm-hmm. things with the script. So maybe we should move to that. Yeah. So the music cues, I wrote down quite a bit, but the mix of the strings and the low horns are going on as the team is inspecting the camps, the trip wires. My guess is that some trip wires were tripped and others were not tripped. And as they're doing this and procedurally looking over everything, you hear this mix of strings and the low horns, this... Uh, not not high strings yet. That as the horns are going on, and the, the strings are nice, like suspenseful, but not too suspenseful. But then, as soon as Dutch hears Billy's Hunter line, the strings really amp up to really high pitch. That yeah, and on top of that, or under that, I should say, we hear that same void sound. I don't know what else to call it. It's just kind of this wall of sound that we've heard a few times. Uh, usually it's when Billy's involved in the scene, honestly, and the predator is either there or the predator has been there. Um, most notably when Billy and Dutch are staring straight ahead into the trees when Dutch is saying, what the hell is wrong with you? And Billy says, I guess it's nothing major. But when the camera is zooming into the trees at that scene, you hear this just... Yeah, and kind the camera kind of swings around Dutch. We get this real circular motion with it. Yeah, kind of ramps up, and Dutch is looking up into the sky, and that—that's why I was saying earlier. Just kind of made me feel like this was a, a turning point in. I don't know if it was Billy saying like a hunter, but uh, you know that seems like kind of a trivial line to have everything turn on, but the way the camera reacts and the way Dutch reacts to that uh, makes you as an audience member, you feel like, okay, this is, this is kind of a turning point in, in Dutch's understanding of the situation. Yeah. And if you've read the original script and you know, really any of the history of this movie, you know, that (laughs) that's also the name of the movie. Right. So, you know, it's, it's it's required by law that if you say the name of the movie, like everybody should kind of stop what they're doing and you should rotate the camera bad boy style around the main character. <laughs> Do a little Spielbergian zoom and yeah. Shit just got real. <laughs> Shit just got real. That That is interesting though that he says that just like a hunter in the original 
name was Hunter and they have such a dramatic shift right there. Like, <laughs> yeah. Can, can yeah. we talk about that for a minute? The whole yeah. name of what, what would you have preferred? Would you have preferred the name of the movie be called Hunter? Or are you like someone who's a fan of the name Predator? No, I, and I mean, <laughs> part of me might be biased because it's been what? my whole life. I know. Right. But no, Hunter's, I don't, it seems generic and lame <laughs> to yeah. me. You know, yeah. like it's just too generic. Like Predator has a more sinister and menacing sound to it, I think. Would you agree? Right. Oh, I would totally agree. And it's one of the terms I made in my notes here that uh, it sounds cooler and they acknowledge it in the movie, The Predator, for right. what it's worth, which I, you know, it's one of the few things in that movie I agree with. Hmm. Uh, but I always associate that word now. I'm all, all my life, I'm going to associate the word predator with this movie. I, I, I'm never going to think of something else first and then this movie. It's always going to be this movie first and then realize what the person is actually meaning with that. Hmm. And they're talking, you know, about scientific terms, predator and prey. Yeah, no, I'm the same way. Like, it's just, uh, it's it's a better description for the movie. It sounds cooler. And Hunter's just too generic. It's just yeah. too, yeah, it's too vanilla. Yeah. yeah. I'm glad they made the switch. Yeah, I'm glad they made the switch too. Um, if people, if you listeners are arguing about <laughs> the whole naming convention, how it should be called Hunter and not Predator, because Predator indicates or implies that it's an organism, that it's an organism that... The the person you're arguing against might be implying that the actual definition is an organism that lives by preying on other organisms. Sure, that's the first part of the definition, or that's the first definition, but the second more commonly used, colloquially used definition, the accepted use also is a person or a group that robs, victimizes, or exploits others for gain. And if that's the case, yeah, that's the case here. This is a predator who's taking soldiers for trophies that's personal gain and exploiting other people or other groups a predator kills its prey to survive i mean what you're describing is more like a bass fisherman yeah in your face internet nerd in your face take that oh. with the dictionary dictionary definition yeah webster's in your face <laughs> right. Like, like think of like the more maybe commonly used term of, or that used uh, the more common use of that today when someone's like, oh, that person's a predator. They mean like you oh, know, a sexual yeah. predator or something gross. That person Terrible. doesn't need to do that to survive. That person is exploiting. Right. Right. So you can't turn around and just use it for something else. Yeah. We learned that, that this creature is, is taking human bodies and skinning them for whatever purpose he wants those skins for, but it's clearly right. not for food. He's just leaving them hanging in the trees without skins. So he's not eating them. He's just exploiting them for their, you know, their riches, their skins. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Rich, rich hides. Yeah. <laughs> intergalactic uh, game hunter. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We could lead down a whole rabbit hole and say like, Oh, here's other things that, relate to movies that you first think of the the one I'll, I'll i'll stick with another term just one i'll just stick with one you can maybe think of your own term that okay. that relates to like pop culture things first always for you before you think of like the actual definition but when i think of the term like bounty hunter for instance i always always think of empire strikes back bounty hunters 
We don't need that scum. Yes, sir. Uh, you have Boba Fett. You have Dengar. You have Forlom. You have Zuckus. Uh, you have, did I say Boba Fett? And you Dengar? Oh, and you have Bosk. And they're all like in the Star Destroyer. And they're 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 called several times in the movie and in return of the jedi bounty hunter and that's what i always think of before i think of like the actual definition or dog the bounty hunter or something like that do you <laughs> do, do you have do you have terms like go to that just you hear it and you immediately think of the pop culture reference before the actual definition uh there's a couple like if i hear the term lethal weapon yeah <laughs> like I yeah get, immediately i i get mel gibson with a moment you know <laughs> <laughs> Riggs! 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 Hey, Predator 2 oh. Connection, way to go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm sure there's more. That was the first Shane one. Black, right? Shane Black, right? Shane Black? Oh my gosh. Black? Yeah. Oh. yeah. Um, I'm, I'm sure there's others. Like, it's what's funny, there's a lot of like common phrases that have been turned into like horror movie titles or whatever. Like, I just talked last week about watching the movie Cabin Fever. Cabin Fever, yeah. It's a common phrase, but if I hear that, I can't help but think about the horror movie, right? Like, right. Happens to me all the time. Yeah. Or like a love boat. Like, oh, that guy's yacht is such a love boat, but you can't right. help but think of the, the show first before yeah. you think of <laughs> what could that possibly mean if it's not the show? <laughs> Don't you like wash your hands after leaving the love boat? <laughs> it must be full of germs. <laughs> <laughs> Cooties. STD boat. Mm. <laughs> oh, like flower delivery, because you hear STD, right? Isn't that the name of the flower <laughs> delivery service? <laughs> or is that STT? <laughs> oh. oh, man. <laughs> is that a thing? Isn't there an STD flowers? No, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking FTD. Oh, that would be that's what ah. you said, ex girlfriend. STD. <laughs> Again, wash your hands. <laughs> A lot of hand washing on this episode, but <laughs> all right. <laughs> oh, where were we? Where were we? Oh, oh it's, I, I think this is our weekly challenging the predator minute listeners palapa oh, um, right. participants to to hop in to hop on the facebook page there and contribute what are some yeah what are your pop culture references that you can't help but think of the pop culture reference first before the actual definition or if you maybe don't even think of the actual definition at all you're just kind of seeing lasers and swords <laughs> in your mind's eye instead of actually listening yeah that's a good one yeah everyone out there uh come comment because that will give me a chuckle i'd love to hear what your yeah. uh, phrases are for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Looks like Love Boat and Bounty Hunter and Cabin Fever are all taken. They're taken. So you can't use those. Sorry, everybody. Terms taken. <laughs> yeah. Taken. Taken. Uh, speaking of the Palapa, the listener's Palapa, I wanted to give Joseph Parker a shout out. Uh, listener Joseph Parker was commenting on the latest minute when we we're discussing what the whole deal with the pig is. What was that pig's deal? And he hopped on the Facebook group and said absolutely it was a deliberate ploy by the predator who most likely gave the pig a sedative and then took it to the camp right outside the perimeter upon waking up the pig right was pointed toward mac mac, mac. Um, mac. <laughs> and even revived uh, that pig with a steroid causing it to just 
go berserk and make all that noise and body tackle and become the wow. real the real visible target versus uh, the invisible target. That was that was the theory that it was drugged, yes, spot, and then revitalized with steroids and sent towards Mac. Yeah, that's it's, okay. Uh, well, I, I love that. I love I love our, our Is theories. Jo- Joseph Parker. Joseph Parker. Joseph Parker. Wow. All right, yeah. Joseph. Fair enough. Good theory. I don't know yeah. if I agree, but <laughs> all right. <laughs> no, keep them keep them coming though. It's, it's yeah, no, keep the theories coming. We appreciate the better. It. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, one of my theories throughout this movie is this, that John McTiernan has uh, kept this running theme, and he never talks about it in the commentary. But this theme of claustrophobia. As soon as it's morning time, that jungle is just laden down with this heavy heavy fog and you see them trying to make their way through the mist and it's hard to see in the daytime portion of this minute as they're trying to figure out what's going on and i i I like the claustrophobia i like the idea that climactically climactically climatically that in the morning in the jungle it's probably going to be dewy and foggy it's uh, some good climate thinking by the team by the production crew yeah for sure yeah the whole sequence is really good just the uh the design of the sets for the evening transitioning into the morning is is really good and like the the fog just lingers on through this whole scene and is very believable. I don't know if they're using like smoke machines to get this effect, but um it looks really good. Sorry, I was listening to the love boat theme. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lethal weapon. <laughs> it's a real minority of reports. <laughs> I don't like that movie with Tom Cruise. Oh. <laughs> oh. Just say that. Yeah. So this is, I, this is the closest it's in the movie, by the way. Jeopardy with... <laughs> <laughs> you say double jeopardy? Double jeopardy with... They, with, they do uh, say that in, the name, in, in that movie. I remember watching that movie way back in the day. Pay attention because this is the best goddamn advice you're ever going to get. You ever hear something called Double Jeopardy, Fifth Amendment to the Constitution? Wait, who? I was just—I was trying to remember who was in Double Jeopardy. Ashley Judd. Yeah, Ashley uh, Judd. The guy. Bruce Greenwood. He's the president in the um, the movies with Nicolas Cage, the uh, National Treasure movies. Oh, okay. It's not uh, Tommy Lee Jones. I think is Double Jeopardy too. Famous that clearly is not in it. Okay. He's very famous. How dare you besmirch the good Bruce Greenwood? He was the guy I recommended a few weeks ago with uh, the game. What's that game? Gerald's game. Oh, right, right, right. He's the husband who's who haplessly (laughs) ties the wife to the bed and then immediately dies. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. I did your part, President. Rest in peace. Yeah, he set off the story. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, are we ready to get to recommends here? Have we finished the minute, John? Is what I'm asking. Oh my god! I can't, we're almost done with the minute. Oh my god! I'll, I'll save the. I have more. Do we? Oh my god! I can't believe it. Yeah, I always. I like to talk script stuff and director commentary stuff. I'll oh, save the script. I'm gonna... <laughs> god, this turned into a real minority god. report here. Oh boy, I'm just so tired of all these Star Wars. <laughs> more like majority report. This is a double jeopardy. <laughs> You're gonna need to put me in lock real, up over the top. This is a real Gerald's game situation. <laughs> oh man, we're just taking all the references out. Oh, too bad. <laughs> all right, all right. I'll all right. I'll save I'll save that script difference for next minute because it carries over. But 
Director okay. John comment director John commentary. Director John commentary, <laughs> director of the movie. Oh my god, I'm about to have a Rosemary's baby. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god, there's some monkey shines going on here, guys. Come on, stop it. <laughs> okay. All right. This is this is a good stuff. This is where he's <laughs> Tango and Cash. Tango. <laughs> Tango and cash. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> Are you done? <laughs> yeah, I'm all done. I'm all done. I'm all done. Go all right. ahead. All right. We're going to run out of time for recommends. I'm sorry. It's going to be a real love boat situation on your hands, if you know what I mean. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but John McTon John McTomentary. Lord. All right. John McTee, the director of this film, is providing commentary throughout this movie. <laughs> In this section, he's talking about the diarrhea everybody had because... <laughs> they would eat the street food, and they'd also eat at restaurants not vetted by the production crew. He didn't eat the food himself. He said he lost 25 pounds by not eating. So he must have been, I don't know, just eating what he found in the jungle, drinking that vine juice. I'm not really sure. Uh, he said the line producer, I didn't catch the line producer's name, lost 40 pounds from eating the food. Arnold uh, had severe diarrhea. That's why he looks super thin in a lot of the scenes he lost wow. lots of weight and he had to play one scene with an iv in his arm because of all the diarrhea induced dehydration that's <laughs> oh a God. lot <laughs> uh, what we in the states called montezuma's revenge <laughs> Wait, what'd you say it's 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 a commonly named term of uh it's commonly called Montezuma's Revenge, named oh, after yeah. the uh what the Aztec or Mayan king from way back when, um, who ruled and then I guess was maybe colonized over I don't really know. I forget. He <laughs> gave everybody massive diarrhea fits. Famous <laughs> king who took their gold and then shit his pants. <laughs> that's it. I'm sure there's some gold involved. Did you ever play that old video game like in the 80s called Montezuma's Revenge? Oh, did <laughs> I didn't realize that later on. Like it was also a term for severe <laughs> diarrhea suffered from Mexican food. Does your character just jump around and shit on people. <laughs> He wears brown pants in the game. It's a pretty smart move. <laughs> yeah. It just blends in. Yeah. Ah, the boss just, <laughs> just fired uh, diarrhea cannon at him. <laughs> like diarrhea. Am I right? Gross. This this episode's really gone off the rails. Yeah, this is this is terrible. I, I feel like oh. I lost twenty pounds of just Sorry. diarrhea shooting out of my mouth. Just pooped Gross. out twenty pounds. Yeah. Yeah. God. yeah. Okay. Well, that means that it was a success. <laughs> I think we're done talking about the minute, though. We win. <laughs> we're time for recommends. Right. We. It's time to talk recommends. <laughs> so cue the recommend music. Go ahead. Uh, okay. <laughs> um, I'm gonna I'm gonna recommend another oldie but goodie because it's still October when we're recording this, and um, it'll come out in October too. Perfect. So <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna recommend a very a very famous um, oldie but goodie horror movie, but I'm gonna recommend it for a reason. I just uh, so we live in the Seattle area, and uh, 
There's what? A great, I know. Yeah. And there's a great theater in downtown Seattle called the Cinerama. Oh. And they are doing a series of horror films for about five days around Halloween. And the lineup is fantastic. The one that I wanted to see the most. I don't know. Have you seen this, John? Have you seen their lineup? Uh, I haven't. So you can just take me through. Oh, my God. So there's a bunch of great films. But you're going to know how uh, upset I am that the screening, the 70 millimeter screening of John Carpenter's The Thing uh-huh. is sold out. <sighs> and I didn't even know it was happening until... I know I saw it and it was sold out. Um, so I'm going to miss that, which is like my favorite movie of all time. But mm-hmm. one of my other favorite movies of all time is also screening next week. And that is 1981's The Evil Dead, directed mm-hmm. by Sam Raimi. And they're going to show a brand new 4K uh, scan of the film with an updated score. And uh, so I'm going to go see this next Tuesday, which is the 29th. So if you're listening to this and it's past the 29th, I'm sure I had a great time. Um, But my recommend is The Evil Dead. If you have for some reason somehow never seen the original 1981 Evil Dead starring Bruce Campbell, directed by Sam Raimi, do yourself a favor this Halloween season. Stay up late, get a nice cocktail in your hand, and pop that shit in. Yeah. Because it is fantastic. It's one of my favorite horror movies of all time, and uh, I am super, super stoked to see it on the big screen. I always told myself if I ever had the chance to see it on the big screen, I would drop everything and go do it. And I noticed it popped up. My wife had to take one for the team. She's leaving work early to come take care of the kids so that I can Seattle and go see this movie all by myself um, because it's something I've always wanted to do. So hats off to my wife. She's fantastic. My wife. My wife. My wife. My wife. <laughs> Deserves all the credit. But um, yeah, my recommend is to go watch The Evil Dead for this Halloween season. Nice. Yeah, yeah. they have a great lineup. I'm looking at it right now. Oh, it's Ghostbusters, God. The Thing, Psycho, Night of the Living Dead, the original. Or is there's probably only one Night of the Living Dead. <clears throat> uh, the Birds. Remake, but yes. It's the oh, original. okay. So the original, The Birds. Nightmare on Elm Street, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Halloween, the original, The Exorcist, Director's Cut, The Evil Dead, that's yours, Midsummer, which I'll never ever see, uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula, Silence of the Lambs, and Poltergeist. Oh man, no, I would have loved to see that with you, it just that would have been hard to figure out on my end. Though. Yeah. Yeah, no, I understand. The same with the thing. Like, I, I saw that there were, I, it was mostly sold out. I saw that there were like nine seats left, and I, I just, I had to, like, I could see Evil Dead with perfect seats, mm-hmm. or I could see the thing, like, crammed to the front row. You know what I mean? And so I yeah. chose Evil Dead with the good seats. Why is the thing, out of all these that have hundreds of seats left over, why is the thing the one with, like, single digit seats? Like, because we literally a handful so good and it's and yeah. they're showing it in 70 millimeter and wow. like any like i don't know if you're a horror fan it's it's like the holy grail like any any like you find these lists online right like top 50 top 100 horror movies of all time the mm-hmm. thing john carpenter's the thing is always in the top three always hmm. and and it's not just like it's not just because it's because it deserves to be there like Mm-hmm. It's not my favorite movie just because I think it should be because all these lists say it is. It's it's like mm-hmm. my favorite movie because it's genuinely fantastic. Like I love it so much. Mm. So yeah, it's it's. I, I'm not surprised that it's the most popular one there in that list. Huh. 
Sounds like a real lethal weapon of a film to me. <laughs> Love it. I'm gonna head on down to Seattle and drive Miss Daisy straight there. <laughs> oh, good stuff. Good stuff. Have you seen what we do in the shadows? Have you seen what we do in the shadows? Yes, and I love that movie. Have I recommended that one yet? I don't think so. The 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 horror comedy about the uh, vampires. Yeah, what sounds like you're doing a good job for me. Sounds sounds great. Yeah, so we, you, we we both yeah I, we watched it. Uh, Sarah and I watched it. So good. Last year she's oh my so god, I love that So good. You sure you don't want to like listen in and like, contribute? I just oh, think this is cool. Sarah, Sarah come on in. She doesn't want to hop in, but mm-hmm. do you want to say what you liked about um, what we do in the shadows into the microphone? I think Pop I'm gonna filter. watch. I'm gonna watch that for Halloween. Hey, let's, let's watch it for Halloween. Yeah. Why do you like it so much? I want to show Jack. I don't know. What's that guy? He wants okay. You're right. It's just a conversation. It's all right. It helps the conversation. <laughs> Lethal weapon. Um. <laughs> um. No, the guy from. Um, Flight of the Concords. Yeah. Jermaine. He is so funny. Like so you can funny. tell. He, you can tell whatever he's talking like he's kind of just like laughing at himself and laughing at everybody else like you can just tell like, he's not taking anything seriously even when he's like acting as like a vampire who is a vampire yeah vampire yeah, yeah, who's, yeah. Like, sucking someone's blood you can tell like, he just wants to crack up and... you right you feel like as soon as the director says cut that he starts laughing right yeah <laughs> yeah yeah like yeah. he's like almost smirking like when he's saying something even kind of serious and there are so many just like throwaway lines in that movie that are fucking hilarious Hilarious. Like it's so good. We're not. You're not werewolves. You're not swearwolves. We're werewolves. <laughs> <laughs> like oh my god, that's the dumbest but most brilliant line in that whole film, right? <laughs> oh, so it is. It is just so good. Just a like a, a, a an awesome yeah. cast. I think it's all New Zealanders. Yeah, the whole plot it was, it was filmed and it was produced and filmed in New Zealand. It's a New Zealand film. Yeah. Yeah, Taika Waititi who. We watched his other film, um, The Hunt for the Wilder People, and that was, oh, that was dynamite. Yeah, it was I, I so think I recommended good. that one a few months ago, but I think What We Do in the Shadows is his first big thing, and I, yeah. I, unless I have that backwards, then it's not. But yeah, high recommend, especially during the Halloween season. It's something funny to go along with the horror, because there are some genuinely scary scenes. I remember particularly yeah. with their one friend who more resembles like the older vampire, Nosferatu. Yes, yeah, Peter. Just... Yeah, <laughs> but he—they have some scary. Like as you're reminded every once in a while, this is a vampire movie too. Vampires are like terrifying creatures. Right. Suck blood and right. I'm gonna. I'll recommend the you guys if you want another New Zealand horror comedy, you should watch Deathgasm. <laughs> it's <I don't>, Deathgasm. <laughs> silly name, but it's a it's a it's a comedy that's also a horror. Cool. And it's about a band. It's about a group of high school kids, kind of misfits, that uh, make a band that form a band in high school. Cool. And they they sing a song uh, like backwards, uh, and it causes like a demons to rise and take over the city, and they Fun. have to and they have to fight back. And it's like super gory, but like. Like uh, almost like slapstick gory, like it's uh, mm. a splatter flick. You know, it, it's so over the top gory that it's funny. And the lead performances by the main guy and then the girl, the the main female lead, she's really really good. Um, and it's just fun and goofy, and uh, it's a really cool. good, yeah, it's okay. really good like fun Halloween flick. If you guys are looking for another oh, that's similar great. type of movie, yeah, yeah. 
cool. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. yeah. Deathgasm. Deathgasm. Yeah. That's the name of their band. Deathgasm. Uh-huh. Do they fight the evil with the rock and roll? I hope they do. They do. They do. Yes. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. Power of rock. <laughs> Power of rock. rock. Did you guys do your recording already? We're just about to start. No. <laughs> it's a real <laughs> lethal weapon of an episode. You got a real love boat in your hands there. What minute are you on? Minute 60. This is our diamond anniversary. One hour. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. One hour. <laughs> Congratulations. Um. I got John a cubic zirconium. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> so you have how wait how long is the movie in total 107 minutes oh so we're... <laughs> there's a lot there to go <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that's oh that's nice <laughs> I have to listen to wow. you guys 60 episodes 60 episodes that is incredible wow talking about the same movie <laughs> <laughs> I think they say once you're 60 minutes in, you just keep going. <laughs> Is that what they say? <laughs> I didn't read the website closely. It probably said something like that. What was it? My weekly recommend is Flemish Giant Rabbits for Pets. Oh, got it. Shelly was a Flemish Giant mm. Rabbit. Yeah, what was your weekly recommend? Uh, it was going to be something stupid throwaway. I like our joint recommend, though, of what we do in the shadows better. I'll save my other one for later. It's always nice to have like a a back catalog to pick from. Oh, okay. We're doing. Are we doing recommends right now? This is it. You didn't notice the music what? that's on in the background <laughs> that I don't add later. That's on right now, diegetically. <gasps> okay, I'm gonna hand you back over to John here. All right. Good talk to you, Sarah. Bye, Jay. You too. Bye. Thanks for hopping on the weekly recommends. Is Sarah, wife come of the show, Sarah. It's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. You should come back more often. Just. Uh, yeah talk about characters and emotions and what's going on in their psyche that they're not saying because this movie is full of your favorite thing which is like long stairs yes Yes. my favorite we got long stairs we talked a lot about long stairs so far like what is he thinking why are you making that face (laughs) yes oh long stairs are the best yeah okay is there a really good long stair coming up yeah, once Arnold is alone oh. with the Predator, it's nothing but like these long stares. Because he can't talk to anybody. Okay. It'd be weird is it self-reflective long stares, or is it like, <laughs> I'm terrified long stares? Oh, and has, there's the best self-reflective yes! long stare at the very, very end. Yes! On mm. the chopper. Self-reflective long stares are the best. Yeah, and it, can't wait for you to... All right. <laughs> can't wait for you to, to hop back on. <laughs> Bye! Mm. We're about to begin recording Minute yeah. 60 here No Alright that's the end of our recommend So we can fly through this Jeff where can people find you online I'm on Twitter Carl underscore Hungus 314 Come follow me there My name is Carl I should be an expert Yes My dispatcher says something wrong with the cable Hello My dispatcher says there's something wrong with the cable Mm. Uh, you can find Predator Minute on Twitter, at Predator Minute. You can find us on Facebook and come join the conversation. Come say some things to us. Give us your own Halloween recommends at the Predator Minute listeners palapa. You can also email this show in case you want to be more discreet about recommendations and uh, start in conversations that are awesome about Predator. Uh, Predator Minute at gmail.com. So for Predator Minute, Minute 60, I've been John Zabriskie. And I am Jeff Glover. And until next time, 
Stick around. Stick around. He's killing it the time. Like a hunter. Major, you better take a look at this. Wayne's body is gone. Came in through the tripwires. Took it right out from under our noses. 